Well, good afternoon, everybody, from Huntington Place and what is a great day in Detroit. Our governor, Governor Gretchen Whitmer here. We're going to have her on about 102, 103 live, and uh, it's Valentine's Day. And who better to start my day here on this wonderful two hours? And they invited me back, which, which I guess is a good thing, made me feel good. But who better to start with on Valentine's Day than a man I love? Rod Alberts, President CEO the auto show data Detroit Auto Dealers Association does it all and truly truly one of the guys in this town who does everything right all the time Rod good afternoon and welcome uh, well happy Valentine's Day and I'm glad to hear I'm the love of your life I, I think Clarice might be listening to me <laughs> <laughs> well I'm hoping Tammy is uh, you know we got to clear this up right now yeah yeah Rod I have to tell you um, you are you are one person who perseveres maybe more than anyone I've ever known. Um, you know, we went through, of course, the pandemic, and you went through the switch to try to figure out the M1 situation. You came back in the fall. Walk us through a little bit of that, and then let's talk about the future, if we could, because this, yeah. this is a good story. Uh, well, first of all, um, I'll be in the next year transitioning. We'll have somebody else coming in. I've been here for 30, over 30 years uh, with the Detroit Auto Dealers, which uh, is a great organization, and with the North American International Auto Show or Detroit Auto Show. And, you know, with, when you're anywhere 30 years, uh, there's going to be the ebb and flow of what goes on with the economy and what goes on with the, the business in uh, Detroit, whatever it may be, and around the world. So uh, we've had that, too, with the entertainment business and, and what we've had a great show for 100 years in, in Detroit with the Detroit Auto Show. But um, there is an evolution, what's going on with the industry. We have to reflect that with the show. Right. And I look to the next 20 years with whoever that is, is really leading the, the way uh, dealers that deal directly with the consumer and making sure we put on the best show for those around the world to see what they what we're all about here in Detroit, which is uh, iconic in the industry. Rod, there were a lot of shifts in the yeah. actual uh, automotive companies themselves mm -hmm. with the large displays and the things that they yeah. used to do. It just doesn't exist any longer that way, right? Well, the, the, the market has changed. You know, they're, they're a lot more efficient uh, with the, what we, they're doing now with the money. Uh, they got mm -hmm. the Internet, which is a part of that, too, with debuts. And we lived on debuts for 30 years. It was all about the product uh, that were coming out. And we're not a great market for a lot of the imports. So we've really got to work it here, unlike other uh, regions in the country, to make sure that we, we build a show that's going to be experiential. All the new generation buyers want to test the technology and the, and the car itself. And when you've got 30 brands out there and 250 different products, 500 different colors, all these things come into play. And where else can you see it but a, at a show like one in Detroit? And that's what our... Uh, what we have to do, and we're going to use the, the dealer cars at times when we have to to bring him in to be a part of it. But get ready for more tracks, more people being able to drive the car on the show floor come January 2025. Well, speaking of that, January 2025. So you had it in September, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, trial balloons all the time, right? Yeah. That's how we live, what, what we do with the parade company, what you do. And so now the decision to go to January. So walk us through that. Well, the only would. thing I'll say about the, the through the pandemic and all that, too, and there were th changes in the industry already <laughs> happening prior to that. That just accelerated that change yeah. that we went through in the pandemic. Right. But um, what we found is that we had a lot of partners. We have so many partners like you do with the parade company. Yeah, yeah. We have so many partners with the show, suppliers, OEM, brands, whatever it may be, and, and uh, community businesses that – People wanted to try out September so we could do outdoor activities. Mm -hmm. What we found out, September has a lot more things going on. you got Michigan football, state football. you got uh, Lions football. You know, all these things High going on. High school football. Yeah. <laughs> but, and now in January, we've got Lions football, right? That's a whole different. Yes, yes. But, but um, it's less competition. People had cabin fever. Mm -hmm. We found January is probably the best for the consumer side, which is our focus now, not just about debuts anymore. It's really about the consumer, putting them in the cars, looking at the next car they're going to buy in the spring or in January and uh, making sure we're that part of it and not not so much about, yeah, we're going to be an industry show. It's going to be about show a, st a stage to the world, uh, but it's really going to be about let's find a place for the consumer where they can find their next car and really be about community. Great. And, and Rod, you have found a way also to keep the charities involved, yeah, yeah. you know, with, with the Friday night black tie and so on. And 
it means the world to them. And, yeah. and you know, I, I end up talking to some of them, and they're, they are so happy, mm-hmm. you know, that is going to happen. It's going to be in January, mm-hmm. and it's going to really go through a rebirth, and it's going to get, you know, bigger and bigger. You know, the shocking thing you find out is in September you thought, well, you don't have to worry about your shoes getting in the snow and the yeah. high heels. Yeah. Uh, I think people like that. Get out to their coats, and they go to the show, and they it, it, it's okay. And I think the excitement goes with that. Uh, so all that part, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to give credit with the dealer side of it, too. All our dealers, and there's so much in their community and what they do with yeah. not just selling cars, but the Little League baseball team supporting, but they want to raise money for charity, and that charity preview is so important. And Carl Zimmerman, who is our chairman this year, along with Todd Zott and yeah. Lincoln Phillip, that whole committee is involved in making sure we have a great show that also – uh, spills over to helping out charities. And we also do a, th- a thing with Rick DeVore. We all know Rick DeVore, too, yeah, and, and the Charitable yeah. uh, Foundation. Yeah. We're a part uh-huh. of that, too, and we're, we're able to give another 50 charities beyond that typically every year. So, you know, wow. you take a look at the things we, we do that really go beyond. It's very important that we're community-focused and interested, just like the parade company. Um, and I love what you do because you, you're, you're all about that. Celebration what we're about on a positive side all the time, and that's what we need. Well, I'll tell you what. We live in a great city, the region, the state. It is phenomenal. And to be able to do these things and you pull them off correctly, it makes you feel awfully good, doesn't it, Rod, and, yeah. you know, when, you're, when you're getting through it? Well, you know how this goes, too. You've had yeah. events where we have a lot of things outside, yeah. and you can even have it on a charity preview night. Do you have a lot of snow or blizzards? We've had that with the show Clint, when Clinton came in way back in the day. Things happen that you're not in control of. You know how that goes. You just have to live through it all. And, oh. and uh, you know what? If you, The unknown is somewhat part of the excitement. You just got to go and move forward and, and have fun. But the beauty is we persevere just like you do. We got to keep pushing. We got to keep making it better and showing off the city, the state, and what we are all about in mobility and the future and, and, and our kids. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, if you remember the Ford Fireworks last June, it rained all night long. We found an hour window, and we pulled off the Ford Fireworks. And I, you and you I, did it. I, I was standing there underneath the the uh, in the in the parking structure. Yeah. You watched the the sun starting to come out, mm-hmm. always with a smile on your face. Well, That's Tony Michaels, well, right? Yeah. I, I, only time I see that is when you're on the golf course. You know, yeah, that's the time. Well, only on a good shot. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's talk about you a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're talking about bringing somebody in and mm. uh, coaching through the year and so on. Uh, yeah. You've had quite a career, sir. Yeah, it's, it's you been, really have. It's been great, but, uh, you know, my whole goal is to leave the, the, the association in, in the best place it can be to move forward. Right. But it's, it's going to be a different person than me. It's going to yeah. be somebody with a different vision. Times have changed, mm-hmm. and uh, we have to have somebody with that vision and creativity and uh, the desire and hunger to do more. And that's what I want to make sure we, we find. And then we'll transition. I'll teach them a little bit here and there. But, you know, you you got to jump in the deep end and go, right? Yeah. Just take well, off yeah. those training wheels and oh, let yeah. people run. Absolutely. Well, you know, when we started this, I said you're one person I know who does everything right all the time. And there's a great line. They say, uh, you know, leave something better than when you got there. That's all right. Yeah. All right. And that's how you live. And I, I really mean that as a friend and as a business associate. Yeah. Um, well, thanks. And I kind of work for you. You're on my board, aren't you? Yeah. Well, you, you know, that's... <laughs> You know, I don't know how that works. I think it's uh, you got that reverse a little bit. You know, you find a way to keep things. Uh, you, you you make us feel good. You know, oh. tell us what we need to know. That kind of thing. Oh, but yeah, that's uh, that's why you're doing such a great job there. And again, the parade, uh, the fireworks, um, uh, the, the all the things you do. I just it goes on and on. But we're so proud of what you brought with the parade oh. back. And it's you know it was tough ten years ago, and you've been there. Put it in its in the right place. I have a great team, great supporters, and uh, Rod, I cannot thank you enough for coming on. But most importantly, uh, you're a great friend. Yeah. You are a friend of Detroit. You always have been. You always will be. Well, I got to wish my wife, my lovely wife, happy Valentine's yes. Day. Yes, yes. Hope she's listening. Did you get her a nice gift? I'm headed there now. We're going. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to, yeah. We're going to Target. If we'll go together. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Rod. Rod right. Alberts, everybody. All right. Thanks. Thank thanks, you. Tony. Focus on WJR. So glad to have you back. Uh, one quick one quick housekeeping piece, if I can. Listen tomorrow during the 12 to 1 o'clock hour. You could win a stay-and-play package for two in beautiful Marine City, courtesy of the Inn on Water Street and Riverbank Theater. Take, take advantage of that. It's a great little trip. I'd now like to bring on a very special guest. Um, I attended and graduated from uh, Central Michigan University. And our next guest, before 
agreeing to come on, he should have checked my transcripts because they were not good. They were not. I'd like to welcome the president of Central Michigan University, Mr. Bob Davies. Welcome, Bob. Hey, fire up, Tony. And I did check those transcripts, and I did say that statute of limitations applies. You still have your diploma, but we're going to have to put a little X on it. <laughs> Would you explain that to my kids, please, that I still have it? <laughs> I, I, I will definitely do that, yeah. But Bob, uh, great to hear your voice, Tony. Well, it's great to hear your voice. And I think uh, you sent some shockwaves through the community recently that you were going to uh, come to an end, end your career at, at some, this PR part of your career at Central Michigan University at the end of the year. And you and I talked about a week ago, and I was intrigued um, and really wanted to have you on because you, you shared with me five goals that you achieved. And um, I've got to tell you, I love Central Michigan University. It is just a great, great place to go to school, and you've done such a phenomenal job. But would you walk us through those five goals? I found it to be really interesting, Bob. Oh, absolutely. I would be more than happy to. You know, it, it, you know, five years ago, five and a half years ago, uh, I, you know, talking with the board of trustees here at Thing and you, you know, they said that we, you know, we need to do a couple things here. We need to really focus in uh, on growing our enrollment, stabilizing our enrollment. Uh, we need to really focus in uh, on a a, a new strategic plan that's going to move the institution forward uh, in measurable and, and meaningful ways. Uh, we also need to, to increase the philanthropic uh, and public support, uh, you know, beyond tuition, beyond uh, um, uh, state appropriations uh, to, to uh, move the institution forward. Right. We very much need to focus in on our academic rigor and make sure it's relevant to meeting the needs of the community. Uh, and then the fifth one, just really increasing the brand, increasing, differentiating uh, Central Michigan University from our peers. And over the past five and a half years, with a great effort from uh, the faculty, the staff, the students, the community members, uh, and really focusing in on how to see what is, what is the essence of CMU, uh, we've been able to address all of those. And here's the essence of CMU. It's very simple. CMU is defined by the success of our students, our alumni, and the collective impact we have with the communities that we serve. That is our brand new mission statement of our new strategic plan. And I, I challenge anyone to find a university that's going to put out there that their success, they're, they're, they're defined by the success of their students, their alumni, and the impact they have with the, with the community. Well, and that's what, that's what East CMU was started on in 1892, yeah. uh, to create educa educators for the central area. And that's what we're doing today with additions in our nursing program, our, our medical school program, our new venture program in the College of Business, and on and on and on. So we really focus in on that. We achieve those five goals. And uh, just, you know, just it, it's uh, an opportune time to uh, step away from the presidency. I'm not stepping away from Michigan, not stepping away from the area, uh, but to, to really see the, the university grow and flourish. Well, Bob, I have to tell you, it is obvious, and uh, you're, you're seen everywhere. CMU is everywhere, and I want to mention a couple of things. And one of them, of course, you made a decision a few years back to put a float in America's Thanksgiving Parade presented by Gardner White. And uh, not many universities have done that. And I want to tell you, people took notice. They really, really did. And we can't thank you enough, of course, at the Parade Company. And you sit on our board and a uh, great member. But that was a big moment. The support was wonderful. And I think, uh, look, I'm biased, but I think it was a great decision. I really do. It's rolled down Woodward that way. I really do. Yeah. And we have, and it, that just symbolizes our commitment to the Detroit area and all of Michigan for that matter. But, you know, Detroit's an area, um, one of the, one of the uh, uh, myths or realities, I'm not sure which it is, that, that Central was one of the first uh, regional uh, public universities to heavily recruit uh, in Detroit. We have deep roots in Detroit. We have two centers where we offer educational programs. We have uh, uh, the, 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 uh, the facility right there on campus marches where we serve alumni and community members. Uh, and Detroit's an important part of, of Central Michigan University. Over 55% of our students come from the Detroit area, uh, Detroit metro area. Uh, we have uh, over 60% uh, of our alumni live in Detroit metro. Uh, and it's just a great place to be. In the, and being in the parade just allows us to really promote our institution. Well, we can't thank you enough. And uh, there was another thing that a lot of people took notice of this past Sunday. Uh, on the local spots which ran for the Super Bowl, there was Central Michigan numerous times within that broadcast. And, uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was, un it was fabulous. It really was. 
Uh, what what, what, yeah. what led you to that decision? Well, uh, first of all, again, being on the Super Bowl stage, uh, we also had a, a, one of our former players, Mike Dana, number 51 for uh, Kansas City, mm-hmm. uh, get a second Super Bowl ring, so that's also proud to be. Uh, and also the, some of the major uh, behind-the-scenes event people uh, who ran the Super Bowl are Central Michigan University grads. Uh, but real quick on that, on that particular ad, uh, we, Central Michigan University, just won two international advertising awards for the results of our, of our marketing campaign. And these are not competing against other universities. These are competing against major corporations like Ford and GM and, uh, and Apple Computer and everything else. We won international awards. All of those ads Fabulous. are produced in-house. The, the, all of the individuals, the main character or the main uh, star of that uh, is, is uh, Michael Armistead, who just graduated from CMU last uh, December great and news. is now a member of our social media team. Uh, and, it, and, again, all done in-house. We're competing against... Um, major marketing ad advertising firms uh, and uh, beating them. Oh, and that's, that's great. And just to play off our tagline, that's what we do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it came across uh, very clear and it was a great move. It really was. Okay, we don't have much time, but you know the big question's coming. What's next for Bob Davies? What's next? I What's next for me is I got 11 months here at Central Michigan University to continue to grow. Uh, to grow enrollments, to grow our philanthropic activity, to grow the brand and represent CMU. After that, I will continue to be a CMU supporter at heart, but I will always say, fire up Chip. Oh, that is wonderful. And and I should tell everyone out there that there's a new contract with the parade company in CMU, designing a new float for another three years. We are elated and can't thank you enough for that support, Bob, to you and your team. Honestly, it's huge. It really is. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Thank you, Tony, and fire up. Okay, great. And that you've been listening to Focus on WJR. We'll be back very soon with Speaker of the House Joe Tate. Well, welcome back to Focus, and I am so honored to be filling in the chair of Mr. Paul W. Smith, who's away. He wrote me the nicest note this morning, and uh, he kind of got me going. So thank you, Paul, if you're listening. And our next guest... Uh, just one of the really great guys in our state, and I really mean that. Our Speaker of the House, Joe Tate. Joe, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you on. Good afternoon, Tony. Thank you so much for having me. No, it's great. I, I just Can I just share a little history, and I'm not going to embarrass you, Joe? Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I, I don't know if people really know this, but you were a four-year letter winner at Michigan State in football, defensive lineman. You went on to Jacksonville and Atlanta and uh, in the NFL for a short stint, but a stint. And I just think that is incredible. You are a Marine. I mean, you have you have done a lot, and you continue to do a lot. And here you are serving our great state and doing so much to make great things happen for Michiganders. And a big thank you to get this going, and I really mean that. Well, I appreciate it, Tony. You know, as you know, there's no person is an island. We draw our strength uh, from others, and I've just been fortunate just growing up here in Michigan, uh, having the opportunities that I had uh, not only to um, with athletics, uh, to play football, to get a great education, uh, but also to serve my country. So it, it's, you know, it's, it's definitely a team sport, um, if, I, if I had to say that in terms of uh, how I got to to my role sure sure no i get it and you do it well and so it's budget time joe and uh a lot happening can you walk everybody through what happens you know in the next three months four months and you know the governor has put out her wishes and her budget and so on and um and how how your world now takes hold Absolutely, uh, Tony. So the budget is that one thing that the legislature has to get done. It's it's in the Constitution, and it's so important to Michigan residents for us to to be able to get that done. And as you mentioned, a couple of weeks ago, the governor published her recommendation. Now it's in the hands of the legislature to begin to deliberate through committee hearings, uh, through meetings, to determine um, how the budget is is going to be shaped. Uh, so we're excited about that. We're excited to receive the governor's budget. Uh, there's a lot of overlap in terms of what uh, the House Dems uh, saw in the governor's budget, but we still have to go through our deliberations 
to get it to a vote uh, and send a budget to the governor's desk later this year. And is that like May, June, Joe? Like, what what is the real timeline on this process? Yeah, absolutely. So that's a great question. So the fiscal year budget runs from the end of September uh, to the end of September, but we want to be able to get that done uh, actually in the June timeframe. What we've seen historically has been June. And the reason for this is just to be able to help with our uh, local units of government, our school districts to prepare and know what they'll receive in terms of state funding uh, so they can run their services or for schools to run their programming and understanding like what, what they have uh, from the state. Sure, sure. And, and you brought up education, and I, I'd love to go there if you don't mind. Um, I, personally, I'm an education lunatic. I really am. And uh, I just, I'd love you to walk through what, what you look at, the major goals and, and initiatives that you think you can get done, and hopefully for the kids, you know, in this, in this budget period coming up here. Absolutely. So it goes without question, the, the school aid budget, the education budget is probably the most, one of the most important budgets that we have. Um, just w- what we know in terms of educating uh, Michigan's kids is critical just for our success, not only now, but into the future. So there are a couple of things uh, that we want to see. One is uh, this past budget, we passed funding for universal breakfast and lunch. We know that, you know, it is such a simple thing, but, you know, ensuring that no kid is coming to school hungry and have to worry about, about that so they can be engaged in learning. Right. So I think continuing that work. And then secondly is around mental health uh, and school safety supports. We put over $300 million into that this past budget, but we know that there's more that needs to be done, uh, in particular around supporting our children's mental health and we want to be able to do more around that because that's incredibly important and just fostering the next generation uh, while they're in school. Boy, it really is. It is such an important uh, item right now. It is amazing. And I, I, I want to touch on something if I could. And, you know, we are one year away from that horrific incident at Michigan State, Joe. And um, looking at that and you talk about mental health and all of those other things and um, I just reflecting on that is such a sad situation, but, 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 um, going forward, the things that you're doing, things that you're working on, I think a lot of that comes into play, doesn't it, with the, you know, the future? Absolutely, Tony. So yesterday we had several bills um, that went into effect that were actually became law of, of the land for the state of Michigan. That included gun violence prevention. As you mentioned, the the tragedy at Michigan State um, is something that no parent or no friend wants to go through. So we were able to pass legislation last year around universal background checks, safe storage, um, red flag legislation, also community violence intervention funding as well, too. Mm -hmm. And now that goes into effect. We know that this has been historically that will curb gun violence. It's not going to, to to be the end of it, but it is our job to actually move the needle forward in reducing gun violence uh, right. at the end of the day. Right, right, right. It, it is so important. I, I was reading all about it and going through it, and I, it just makes sense. And, you know, I, I just be able, be able to control what we can control, right, in these situations. I, I, it's, it's a difficult, difficult thing. It really is. And so you're to be applauded and everyone up in Lansing to do what you can. And I, I mean that. I really do. Um, can I change gears on you, sir? Absolutely. You have a new coach coming at your university where you played. You have Jonathan Smith and uh, a, quite a rebuilding program. And I thought I'd, you know, kind of hit this a little bit. You're a, a great alum, great player. Um, he's got a big job in front of him, doesn't he? He does. He does, Tony. And, and kind of the landscape of college football is obviously changing, but we're really excited about Coach Smith uh, coming to Michigan State and coming to East Lansing uh, because he's bringing a, a, a record of success out west. And uh, having his experience 
having his creativity, I think, is going to be important for Spartan Nation. So I'm really excited. I'm really bullish about Michigan State. Obviously, you know I have a bias. (laughs) I think they can win every game. Um, But I'm really excited about having, you know, Coach Smith's hand at the wheel of the football program. Well, that's great. Now, look, I mean, Michigan winning the national championship was massive. Uh, it, it doesn't get any bigger than that, of course. But it is very important that all of our schools do great in sports. And I think I think this state is behind uh, Coach Smith and bringing back this uh, program back to glory and making it great in our state. I think it's so important, Joe. It really is that we have great, great teams here. Absolutely. That competition is incredibly important. And kudos to the University of Michigan. I mean, that's, that's, it's just great. You know, their national title is, is, is huge for us. Yeah, it really is. Well, we're getting close to the end here. Is there anything you would like people to know? Anything you would like to add that we haven't touched on? Because there's so many things that you're doing. Absolutely. Well, just know that, uh, you know, the, the representatives in Lansing, the House Democrats are working uh, for the people of Michigan, um, and we want to continue that work in partnership with Governor Whitmer uh, and Majority Leader Brinks. Um, we are working uh, towards that goal to create opportunities for all uh, for, for Michigan residents. So um, know that they're, they're, we are doing that work. Well, that's great. And, Joe, Speaker, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it meant the world. It really did. You are truly one of the good guys doing great things in our state. So thank you so much for coming on. And you're listening great, thank to you. Focus. Thank you. Welcome back to Focus on WJR. I'm Tony Michaels, and I am so proud to have our next guest on, a real buddy and a huge, huge parade believer and sponsor, uh, Rachel Stewart, President, Gardner White Furniture. Rachel, welcome on Valentine's Day. Oh, wow, the love's in the air, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's so great to have you here, honestly. Um, we uh, uh, are so lucky mm-hmm. to have you, your family, and Gardner White doing what you do in this community. Uh, it's not just the parade, but it's so many things. You're on television right now for the American Cancer Society. Mm-hmm. You've done CPR things in the stores. Um, there's more coming. We've been discussing a flower situation, mm-hmm. which would be wonderful. Um, you know, it's all mixed in to doing the great job you guys do in the stores mm-hmm. and making sure that you're taking care of your consumer and so on. And I just wanted to give a huge oh. shout out because well, thank no, you. I don't have to say anything. No, no, you're done. Okay, I'll see you. <laughs> but seriously, um, you guys really make an effort. You really do. No, I, I mean, I think, I think. You know, it's it's easy to lose sight of the fact that where you buy anything, in this case, furniture really does make a difference. And I think when you're working with a local company, you know, we're invested in a way that I don't think anyone else is going to be because we're here and, you know, our growth and success is 100% contingent on that of our region. So I think when you look at it that way, you do make different decisions. It just is different. Yeah, and I'll tell you, it is evident. It really is. And mm-hmm. for the listeners out there, just so you know, um, about – a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. Rachel called me in my role as CEO of the parade company mm-hmm. and said, stop by the office. I stopped in. She said, where's the contract? And I said, what do you mean? We already have one to 2025. Yeah. She said, no, 2031. And that's just the type of person she is and her family and the company. Well, now I keep saying at least 2031. Yeah, it's there you go. Soon. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you're, not, you're not done with us that soon. But, but I think it really, it really sends the message of, of how you care and and what it really means to you. Well, I think like any, like in business, like in anything, you know, we're here listening, talking about economic development. Stability is important. And there's so much about what you do that where you, you know, you have to go out and worry about it every day. Right. And this shouldn't be one of those. You have a, right. there's a presenting sponsor through at least 23. There you go. 31. There you go. Let's talk about the stores a little bit. Sure. I, back in my restaurant days, like in the Elias Brothers mm-hmm. days, uh, snowy winters were brutal. <laughs> oh, they were the worst. But sunny February days were not so bad. No, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, you know, weather does make a difference. There is no doubt. It's funny. Every business has their own different nuance. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of learning your nuance. Yeah, yeah. And you guys have, look, you're all over the air. Sure. And you're letting people know what's going on, mm-hmm. and you live up to it. Mm-hmm. and. And I want to discuss delivery a little bit because <laughs> you've got some things coming, you know, some, yeah, we got a few some stuff. And uh, talk about delivery. Well, this, I think it's, it's huge. Well, it's funny you should talk about weather because, you know, I think 
we are the only place we do same day delivery and we don't just it's not like an advertising gimmick you buy in the stores till three you're going to get it that night um and we're insanely in stock so it's you're really getting it if you want it um uh but this is how smart we are when you talk about weather we launched it in the middle of a blizzard in january can't foresee that but ouch i'll never forget sitting there in my long underwear on the on the docks like, we're gonna figure this out no clue how but those trucks are rolling by four um so yes that is that was a real that was a real thing and actually the delivery thing it's been interesting as, as we've as we've learned you know same day delivery is really important what's really helpful is we use technology so you can track your truck so you get to within a 20 minute time increment so like no one has time to sit at home all day right. and nor should a company ever expect anyone too, but you, you now don't. And when I've gotten our deliveries, it's just so easy. You reload, reload, reload. But what pe- people really like is everyone's busy, late deliveries. You know, you can do, you can get one after work, which just makes life easy. Right. And well, easy is good. I've got to tell you, I've got a lot of friends who mm-hmm. bought product and, and it's, it's worked perfectly. Yeah. And they call me because they know how connected we are yeah. and they share that with me oh, a lot. And that's, I wanted to share that with you. No, I, I appreciate think, it. I think it's a big deal. Well, I think, I mean, I think what we do well is you know, we, we try to really understand our consumer. So, you know, you go in our store, it's not going to be the world of like fancy furniture that you can't sit on and live on. It is like now actually it's great. You have a, we have a ton of white furniture, but it's all performance fabric. So you could like eat pizza on it and not worry. Um, same thing with delivery. Like you shouldn't have to worry. You know, I think it's our job to develop systems to make life easy. Well, that's great. It is great. Mm -hmm. I have to tell you, so many people tell me that you guys have taken on this leadership role in a very classy way. And What's it like for you? You know, um, this has been a fairly new phenomenon mm-hmm. over the past just few years, yep. and you've handled it really well. What what goes through your head? You know, what, what's, well, I wouldn't want to handle it poorly. What, <laughs> what, what does tomorrow look like? And what you know, where, you know where do you, I think, what do you think about? I mean, I think the most important thing, how I've spent a lot of my time, is just developing. You know, I want to. I always want to be the best company, not not in the state, not in the region, but in the country. And I think. You know, we we have the best team that's really thinking about what it takes to get there and is willing to do the work. You know, it's it's nice to dream and have aspirations, but it takes a lot of work to get there and to, you know, move, bring people with you. Um, so I think, you know, I, I really focus every day I'm recruiting and I think we have the best team. We've had some amazing talent move to our market mm-hmm. um, and join our team. And we've promoted some amazing talent from within and invested with them most importantly. And that's, I mean, that's what I think. That's, and, and then it's. Then life's easy. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I deal with a lot of your team. My team yep. deals with a lot of your team, and, and it's just been fantastic. It really has. The other thing that you do, and I, I think it's important for people out there to know, for instance, with the parade, mm-hmm. you're the presenting sponsor. You want the other sponsors to get as much play as you get. Mm-hmm. You know, you really do, and we have that talk. It'd like, be a much bigger check if it was only one person. Yeah. yeah. yeah Let's exactly. let it be successful and a good experience. No, but that is really fresh. It really is, and yeah. it's it's great. And and I other sponsors comment to me oh, really? that, you know, they're getting all this great exposure, and, and it's with everything that you guys do. You're thinking in a good place all the time, and I, I wanted to share that with you. Oh, I, I think it's great. That. Don't Everyone. be a jerk. Good business strategy. Good yeah. life strategy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're all customers. <laughs> they're all, you know, it's, sure. and it's a great, great region we have supporting each other mm-hmm. we only have a little bit of time sure. one minute you love to get involved in some government things mm-hmm. and you know with the state and economic development yep. you got about 50 seconds you want to touch <laughs> on just a little bit of that well i think you know my background was in technology manufacturing before mm-hmm. i joined a family business yeah. now a long time ago um and i think i mean i think it's just as as a state to me our biggest priority is keeping the economy growing and really making those investments in the long term and being, you know, having long term stability. Yeah. But I think, you know, we need growth and we need to really do the work that's going to get us there. Well, I'll tell you what, you are a bright sunshine in this region, this Thank state. You. Thank you, Rachel Stewart, for coming on and Gardner White, keep rocking. Thanks, Don. Thank you. You're listening to Focus on WJR. Well, welcome back to Focus on WJR and we have we have a very, very special guest with us right now. We have the governor of the great state of Michigan, Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Good afternoon, and thank you for coming on. Hey, it's good to be with you, Tony. Look at the sun's coming out. It's actually a gorgeous day. I just said to Rachel Stewart, how is business in February with the sun shining? Not bad. Yeah. Not bad, not bad. I have a question for you. Yes. So years ago, you're at Michigan State as a student. Did you think... You'd be governor of the state of Michigan, and then on the stage with the Treasury Secretary Yellen uh, on this February day. Did it cross your mind? Never in a million years. <laughs> Never in a million years. You know, I thought I was going to be a sports broadcaster was uh-huh. the, the original plan. Right. And 
you know, even until I ran for my first office, I never fancied myself as an office holder. Uh-huh. I always cared about politics. I always cared about public policy. But um, I never ne- ever thought that I'd be the one who'd put my name on the ballot. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll tell you, it's a great story. It's and a great story. I, I got to tell you, Janet Yellen was spectacular. And it always cracks me up when people say, you know, I, you're a normal person. I'm like, well, what did you expect? Yeah. But by the same token, that's how I feel about her. I just got an opportunity to spend some time with her, and she's so down to earth and such a, you know, ceiling shatterer in so many ways. And when you think about every word she says could have global implications, it's incredible. And she does it well and is very grounded. Like, oh. I've really enjoyed spending some time with her that's great that's great so back in michigan state here you are uh what a great it's a great story it really really is well i feel very very fortunate to be a michigander to be here right now where i'm at and um i'm there's not a day that goes by even on the hardest day that i'm not grateful yeah and there are hard days Mm -hmm. there are i mean things happen right it's it's crazy so let's talk about michigan just a little bit you have some initiatives coming out I was I was honored to be at the State of the State. Joe Tate invited me, and I listened, and there's some great initiatives coming. And uh, you want to touch on a couple? We don't have a ton of time. And then I want to touch on the gridiron. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I, 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 in, I did the State of the State and outlined some things that I wanted right. to get accomplished. And then I introduced the budget last week. Um, that really, that's where, you know, the, the beef of what we're going to do is going to happen in the state budget. Like at your home budget, where you spend your money, tells you what you value, right? And so what we value is making investments in our people, really expanding um, the ability for people to care for their loved ones with a My my Caregiver tax credit for people that are caring for a sick or elderly relative. um, That is something that I've proposed. Another investment in K-12 schools, making sure that we continue free breakfast and lunch for every student in Michigan universal pre-k and then um tuition free two years at a community college for every graduate of a michigan high school these are ways that we can set people up for long-term health and wealth by investing in our workforce now i have to tell you i had a great lunch yesterday with hillary doe who's going to be a guest on later this hour and it was enlightening to see the excitement but she had an understanding that it doesn't happen overnight you have to build these programs, and then they, they get bigger and bolder, and we're able to then draw more people into our state with these things, that it's not a snap of a finger and everything just happens. So it, it was just great to see that there's such a uh, togetherness, like a sink. Yeah, we got a cohesive plan, and yeah. it really is recognizing, you know, we didn't get here overnight. We're not going to, you know, be where we want to be overnight, but we've got to get the work done and and that is happening five years in a row we've gotten balanced bipartisan budgets that make long overdue investments in in our people in our skills in our infrastructure so we are on the right path our where our economy is strong um, and our unemployment is low so there's a lot of positive things happening out there and we just got to keep our sleeves rolled up and doing the work and my next issue you were invited to speak at the gridiron uh, foundation in uh, next month, I yes. believe, in March, right? Yes. That's a big deal. It's a 135-year, 139-year tradition in Washington, D.C., and you're the speaker on the Democratic side and with Governor Yunkin yes. on the Republican side. Walk us through that. That's that's a tough little role. i got to tell you, I didn't know what the heck it was when the invitation came in, Tony, but um, I you know, quickly got up to speed and realized that this is a great opportunity. It is a lot of the leadership in Washington, D.C., including the the president, the vice president, leaders on both sides of the aisle, and the media as well attend this event that I never heard of before. Now I'm the Democrat speaking, and I've got to bring my funny, so I'm working on my material. Yeah, you, you've got to like take a couple shots here and there, don't you? And you know, the, the mission has, the missive has been be be funny, be a little self-deprecating, and you know, dole out uh, some some humorous lines about people on both sides of the aisle. So. Yeah. How long do you have to pull it off to write it? I, I think, I, well, the, the thing is on March 16th, and um, my whole speaking is like 10 minutes. So 10 minutes. Yeah. You'll pull it off. No pressure. You'll get it done. You'll no get pressure. It done. Anything you'd like to say to everyone out there right now, because we're coming to a close, and anything you'd like to add? Yeah, just I, I think, you know, right now there are a lot of things before the legislature. Make Don't assume your legislators know how you feel about important things, like, you know, ensuring that we've got economic development tools or... Funding for our classrooms, et cetera. Make sure they know how you feel. Great. 
Great, great. All right, thanks, Tony. Hey, thank you for joining us, honestly. Governor Gretchen Whitmer, everybody, and uh, you're listening to Focus on WJR. Welcome back to Focus on WJR. This is Tony Michaels, and I'm filling in for the king himself, Paul W. Smith, who's away, and uh, they invited me back. So here I am, my second round, and our next guest, um, I have to tell you, when you think about great people in the city of Detroit, people who do great things, and I think one of the most consistent people I have ever met in my life, uh, Bill Emerson, the President and Chief Operating Officer of Rocket Companies. Bill, welcome to Focus. Thank you, sir. I, I don't, that's one of the nicest things I think anybody's ever said about me. Well, it's true, though. I appreciate that. I mean, think about, look, and first of all, Dan Gilbert, the, the rock of Detroit. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the rock. And, and what you do and what you've done at the company, and, and you, just, you just exercise that every day of your life, how the company thinks, how they live, and that's really you and, and all the things you're involved in. Yeah, you know, listen, I mean, at the end of the day, our organization is a culture-driven company, as you know, um, and it really is about the human beings that work there um, and how do we help them be the best version of themselves, not only inside the four walls of, the, of our place, but when they go home and, and as there are things that, that, that happen as a result of the philosophies we live that help them. Uh, and so um, I think as a leader, how you show up every single day is so, so important. You can have so many things going on in your life and your own mind, but when you hit that door, that's got to take a back seat. If you're going to be a servant leader, you have to be there for the people that make the organization go. And, and you know, Tony, a company is nothing but a group of people. Great strategy, great technology, all it's all great. But if you don't have a fired-up group of people that are aligned and ready to roll, yeah. then you can't get done what you need to get yeah, done. You know, so. and, and, and you know, Bill, I have always said it's also giving them the opportunity to grow. Yeah, it's your, our jobs as leaders and businesses and so on to to give them a path. Yeah, to become better and bigger and they have families yep. who want to send their kids to better colleges and and that is all part of it it really is and you live it every day yeah you really no. do thank you i appreciate it so let's let's talk a little bit about interest rates and then we're going to cut out to some other board and draft things if no we one could. is what's going to happen no one's interested what's in interest here? rates <laughs> <laughs> so look i i've been reading so many articles and yeah. they said an instant drop in interest rates soon isn't going to move the housing industry that fast because of the price of housing and sure. where it has gone. Yeah. Is it, can you just touch on that a little bit? Yeah, listen, interest rates and housing prices are not necessarily correlated, as we've seen. It, housing prices are truly driven by inventory, right? And inventories um, in 2023 were at record lows. Yeah. They've come back a little bit, but they're still lower than normal, right? It's, having access to a house is the first step to a price. Do interest rates help? someone make a decision about buying a home certainly lower interest rates make it a little bit easier but i have never met someone because buying a home is an emotional experience mm -hmm. i've never met someone who looked at the interest rate of the day and said i'm not buying a house today because the interest rate is x if they qualify for it right the lower the rate the easier to qualify right. but if they qualify for it mm -hmm. they're going to buy the home mm -hmm. right and so it certainly Higher interest rates have headwinds. They have bigger headwinds as it relates to the mortgage space and what people do from a refinancing perspective. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but when it comes to buying a home, it's, it, it's such an emotional decision for people. It's so important. There's so many different reasons why someone will do that. Interest rate is a secondary thought. Mm -hmm. How you're going to be taken care of, the service that you're going to get with who you work with, right. always important, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, when, when people talk about uh, what the Fed's going to do, and I've listened to the prognosticators and everybody was factoring in that rates are going to be start coming down in 24 and there's going to be rate cuts. And I've been doing this for too long, right? Data changes all the time. And we just saw the most recent reports come out with inflation taking up a little bit. And you saw the market react to that. And so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I, 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 I think... Things are going to get better. There's no question. You know, it's cycled up, and it's going to cycle back. Well, it always does. It's, it's what happens. It's just a question of when. No, it I agree. exactly I agree. what it is. So let, let's touch on a couple other things. You sure. are so involved in so many boards and so many things. And thank you for sitting on the Parade Company board. Happy to, happy to do so. I mean, do, is there like, – does that – wait, that group does like a couple of cool things, right? There's like a fireworks <laughs> thing. There's a yeah. Thanksgiving Day parade. Yeah, there is. There is. Yeah. But thank you for all your support from Rocket. It means the world to us. It's our pleasure. And, and what people should really know is with the parade itself, what you do, what your company does and your people to help us pull that off in that, in that downtown area, yeah. it's, a, it's a 
big, big event. There's a million people, and your team is there for us every day asking us, what else can we do, what can we do, how can we help? And it matters, Bill. It really does. Well, uh, you know, we're fortunate. I mean, um, you know, a lot of companies talk about being purpose-driven, and, and, you know, the city of Detroit is near and dear to our heart, right? I mean, we came down here in 2010 for, for a reason. Uh, and our team members love to be able to do things in the community. Um, our Rocket Community Fund and Laura Graham and her crew do such a phenomenal job. I mean, you think about Dan and Jennifer and the ph- philanthropy uh, for the city of Detroit. I mean, I don't know anybody who's put a billion dollars into the city of Detroit in the last five years. It's incredible. 100% philanthropic. Incredible. Um, and so, you know, those things, are they matter. They're important to our team members. Uh, to be involved and to plug in. And, you know, I mean, listen, let's face it, the, the, the parade is a big deal. It's a big deal in Detroit. I know, you know, I, we were talking about this. Um, I had some friends in town uh, from Penn State for the uh, Lions game because mm-hmm. Penn State and Michigan State played the, the, the next yeah, day. Yeah, right, right. They were walking around the city, and they were blown away by the parade. They were blown away by the walkability of, of Detroit. Mm-hmm. And I'm so fired up about so many things hundreds of thousands of people coming in for the for the draft yeah. and their ability to experience Detroit as it is today compared to maybe what they think it is or thought it was right 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 so right. those all of those things are critically critically important to Detroit to Michigan and to um, and to, to the folks that live in this area well you guys have been so instrumental in that draft situation and being a part of it you are one of the key people in Detroit Sports Commission, which, thank you, I've been added to. Ah, congrats. I'm, I'm excited. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. That would be great fun. But uh, let's talk about the draft just a little bit sure. because there's going to be a lot happening in our city. It's going to be blown up to uh, America and the world, which is fabulous. Yeah, it's, it's going to be unbelievable. We just talked about this, right? 300,000 people projected to be yeah, in and yeah. around the city, um, mm-hmm. 50 million people watching the draft, getting a chance to take a look at what's going on in the city of Detroit. Um, you know, and, and the draft is, is actually, if you think about it economically, is, is bigger, bigger than the Super Bowl. So this is a big deal to have this here. Uh, and we're working diligently. We want to make sure it's the best experience we can have for anybody that's going to be there. It is an urban core draft, right? And most of the time you see drafts. Nashville was the last time that they had one in the urban core. And, you know, Nashville is it's a crazy place. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, like going yeah, to Nashville. Yeah. Uh, but this is going to be very, very unique, very cool to Detroit. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we've talked to the folks at the NFL, and they're fired up about it. So, yeah. you know, we, we, we're 70 days out. We still have a little bit of work to do. So we can't take our, our, our foot off the gas yet. But I'm, I'm excited about what it's going to be. And think about the cities that are close by. You've got Pittsburgh. Probably one of the furthest, Chicago, Indianapolis, Cincinnati. Our sister, I, our sister uh, uh, city, Cleveland. I mean, yeah, you know, Cle- we, we spent a little right time here. there. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the people are going to pour into Detroit for this. And it, it's interesting this year because there's so many quarterbacks. And that really kind of peaks everything up just a little bit more. You know, where are these guys going to go and how is this going to work? And uh, to be here in the streets of Detroit and our great restaurants yeah. and bars and hotels, being able to put on their best, yeah. that is as good as it gets. Well, not only put on their best, but to be able to benefit from that, yeah. right? I mean, cause yeah. again, because it's in the core, right? So, I mean, our one of our biggest focuses is how do we make sure that that's the small businesses in and around downtown get to benefit from this? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and how do we make sure that as many Detroiters can make it to the draft and be – because, you know, only so many people are going to be in the quote-unquote right. perimeter. Right. But if you're even downtown, the ability to experience that, where is there a screen close by? Can you be in the feel and the vibe and see what's going on without actually being inside of that perimeter? And, I, you know, we're still working on that hard, and, and we're, we're excited about what that will be able to, to be. And honestly, personally, I'm happy to see it. Gilly's, uh, the, uh, the bar that's um, been named, at, you know, it's it, Nick Gilbert's deal. Yeah. Um, that's going to be open in time for the draft, and there, there's going to be a draft event there, and that's going to be very exciting for our family of companies so um, just a lot of a lot of positive momentum and again this is this is step one right this, yeah, there's yeah. this we're talking final fours we're talking other bringing other things to the city um, we got we have to get this one right I saw a study the other day and they predicted the next seven Super Bowls following the ones that are booked New Orleans is next and so on they predicted Detroit for 2028. It was it popped up on my computer, and it was put out through uh, NBC, I believe. 
and they predicted the next seven Super Bowls, and they had Detroit in 28. Now, I'm not starting how, a how, uh, Well, hang on. How, how accurate are the predictions? Do you go back and let you do any, any I, I didn't go back. Because, you know, unless I know, I people know. can predict whatever they want, right? But, but it was interesting in the article because they talked about the city yeah, and, and how it's come along and how, how it's improved and mm-hmm. so on. And, and I think it was, it was factual. I don't know if 28 is yeah, factual. Listen, I, but, I, there should be another one here. There's no yeah, two ways yeah, about it. Right. I mean, it's a great facility for mm-hmm, the field. It's mm-hmm. the right place to have it. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, I would uh, I would lean in hard on that all day long, yeah, twice yeah, on Sunday. Yeah. So you know, I, I hope you're right. I'll tell you a little unknown thing. Uh, way back, 2005 or six Super Bowl. Um, 2006. Yeah. I was back in the Elias Brothers in my restaurant days, okay. and got a call from Roger Penske and the group, and he said, "We're going to build these tents throughout downtown." And remember, they went through all the streets. Sure. And he said, "I'd like you to figure out how to do the food and the beverage throughout all the tents," and we pulled it off. We had everybody in khakis, perfect Roger Penske look. <laughs> the khakis, the fleece, you know, the logos and everyone, and it worked out wonderfully. It really, really yeah. did. So it the was ca- fun the, back the then. captain has been a great, uh, oh, a great yeah. partner for the city for so many years. Amazing. Such a great human being. Amazing, just amazing. And and this is Daytona week. Yeah. And uh, geez, last year, what a year for him. Yeah. You know, and uh, hopefully he wins it this week. So let's talk about another board that you're on. I thought was really interesting. Okay. And it has to do with the NFL Foundation. Yeah, so the National Football Foundation is a board that uh, it's, it's actually one that I'm coming off. Um, okay. there's, I can only be on so many. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was an interesting uh, situation. We were actually uh, in a, talking some business with uh, Fidelity, and uh, the head of Fidelity at that time, Kathleen Murphy, was on um, the board, and she asked me if I would join. Uh, because, you know, they were just looking for people that, that had football experience. And, mm-hmm. um, and I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So I, I'll never forget it. The first uh, first meeting I ever went to, it's in Dallas, and, and it's actually at the airport. And mm-hmm. I walk in, and who's the first person I sit next to at dinner? Archie Griffin. Really? Two-time oh, Heisman Trophy wow. winner, Archie Griffin. Now, I know we're in Michigan, and I know it's yeah. Ohio State, but it's Archie right. Griffin. I mean, it's you know, legendary. and I'm just sitting there going, should I really be at this meeting? <laughs> I'm a walkout from Penn State. I mean, you know, I'm sitting next to a two-time Heisman Trophy winner. But yeah, that was a that was a fun thing for me to be involved in. Um, and then the pandemic hit, and meetings started to shift a little bit, and and I got busy doing other things. And then the last the last year of my life has been nuts. So uh-huh. sure, um, sure, it's just it's time for me. I've got to pick and choose where I can spend time, so I'm actually going to come off of that. Right, one. right, right. Okay. But but it was fun. I just I just thought it was really interesting. You it know, I mean, did, did you get to spend time with Goodell, with Roger, and? Oh uh, well, Rogers on yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's on the board, but he typically he's busy. Yeah. he doesn't he doesn't typically attend meetings. Um, we did have a meeting with Roger um, here recently before mm-hmm. the draft, and, yeah. and I'd just say I think he's excited about what's going what's yeah, going to happen. That is here. great, Bill Emerson. Uh, it's so great to have you on Focus. Honestly, you're a rock in our city. Dan Gilbert and your whole team at Rocket. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for having me, Tony. I appreciate it. Thanks for filling in for Paul W. I hope Paul he's enjoying Dub. himself wherever he is. Paul Dub. Yes. Thank you. You're listening to Focus on WJR. Welcome back to Focus on WJR. And again, I'm filling in for the king himself, Paul W. Smith, who's away. And, uh, geez, I hope I'm okay. It's the second time we're hanging in there. Our next guest is a dear, dear friend of not only me, but of our city. Um, This gentleman ran the news department at WDIV for years, went away for 13 years to Jacksonville to run a station there, and came back to take over when Marla Drutz had announced her retirement. She did such a wonderful job at WDIV. We welcome Bob Ellis, the Vice President, General Manager of WDIV. How are you, Bob? Good, Tony. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Oh, it's great to have you. You are such a part of this community, let's face it, WDIV and the things that you do. We are blessed in this city. We are blessed with such great television stations, such great news departments. Oh, for and, sure. And we really are. You travel, and they're not the same. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, a, great, it's a great city for news, and, and there's, you know, there's four great TV stations. I obviously... You know, I'm a little biased. I I, I rank you, Channel Four you, towards the top, a biased? just a bit. Okay, um, but okay. but honestly, the the other organizations in town are, are, are they do a wonderful job, and 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 the people who care about what goes on here to get information are fortunate they've got you know some great places that they can get their news. We of course want them to watch Channel Four, uh, but I understand that not everybody you know not everybody can watch one place. So. Your audience is large. <laughs> You're doing great. You really are. I I, I want to touch on a couple of things. Um, 
you you have some very large events. I'm very close to those events. Yes, instead yes. of the parade company, Ford Fireworks, the parade presented by Gardner White, and so on, and you continue to build on that. Those mean the world to you, don't they, Bob? Because we've had this conversation. Yeah, you know, I think you you got to look, Tony, and and look at you know sort of the things that sort of bind our community and and bring us together. And traditions are a big part of that. And and when you look at what the biggest and and sort of most impactful traditions are. You know, in Detroit, the parade obviously is probably at the top of that list, mm-hmm. and the fireworks is is not far behind. And right. so, right. you know, we we look at those things as as you, you know those events twice a year that that absolutely bring people together, whether it's in person on Woodward Avenue on the riverfront or in front of the television screen. It's a wonderful, wonderful place for um, for people to gather, be together, have a shared common sort of belief in what makes Detroit special, and, and we're very, very honored and pleased and proud to produce and broadcast those events. Well, look, I'm very biased. You do an amazing job. <laughs> um, our team and your team work together so well um, yes, with Roe, the superstar Roe, and all the great people that you have, and, of course, your talent. Um, they are phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah. And I'm not going to start naming because I'm going to miss names, <laughs> but they're all just great. Yeah, they're all very just fortunate. great. It's a great um, bunch of people. Just recently... We had the NFL playoffs, and I think it's really important that you explain to our listeners. You don't go out and tell the NFL, "Oh, I want the Lion game." I'm sure you'd you'd love to, but you got you got you kind of hit the jackpot there a couple weeks in a row, didn't you? When they made the announcement, because there's four networks vying for those games. Yeah, the NFL makes the decision <clears throat> as to who gets what games. We were fortunate. You're right. We had two of the three Lions playoff games on Channel 4. And so um, it was fortunate. You know, as my role uh, running our station, I'm also on the NBC affiliate board. And so I'm the liaison between the network, uh, NBC Sports Department, and and the network affiliate body. And so I I know those people very well. And believe me, I did my best to lobby. It doesn't do any good. The NFL makes the decisions in conjunction with the networks. But, but yeah, having those games was really, um, for us, you you know, we talk about things that bind us, right, things that bring us together. The Lions, without question, was one of those things. And so to have those games on Channel 4, and the programming we were able to do around it, pregame shows, postgame shows, and and really sort of, you know, one of the things we really worked hard at our station during this run was a lot of stations can cover football and cover the playoffs. We actually worked very hard, and I, and I give the staff at DIV a yeah. ton of credit. We wanted to experience it with the city of Detroit, with the fans. And I think if you look at our coverage and the things we did, look at our promotion, the way that our, that our, our reporters and anchors you know, sort of got involved. I think we did a great job. Mm-hmm. You did. You really did. I mean, your people were out there. They were part of us. It was great. Part yeah. of the people. Exactly. They, they really I, were. And that, that enthusiasm and excitement was as genuine, you, you know, it was genuine. It's, it's when you've been in this community as long as our people have. Right. You know, Devin Skillion's been here 25 years. Yeah. He, yeah. too, has endured the ups and downs of the Lions, and so yes. to enjoy the success, right. you know, has is, is been great. Well, you did a great job, and I, I can't imagine your face when you found out one of those nights that you had the second game after you already finished the first. It had to be a pretty cool moment. I may or may not have jumped up and down in my family room at home. <laughs> I may or may not have done that. <laughs> oh, that is so great. Yeah, it, it is so great. great. So here we are at the Detroit Economic Club, and Steve Gregorian, who just walked away, he is the president CEO of this organization, and I just yeah. Could you could you row, grab him? <laughs> Thank you. Um, he is doing such a great job, and you think about the pandemic and what it did to so many people and so many things in the broadcast world. My God, it was it was different. Sure. Don't ask me how we pulled off uh, virtual parades right. and, and the fireworks out in Lake St. Clair and so on. Um, you guys were there for us and for everybody the whole way. Yeah, it was, you know, you, you think back at that time and it's, you know, it seems a lifetime ago and, and it really wasn't all that long ago, but, you know, you have you have anchors and you have people, uh, you know, doing doing news broadcasts from their kitchen tables. Mm-hmm. You know, you have you have crews that are isolating, yeah, meaning, meaning yeah. photographers and reporters working exactly. together. Exactly. You, you had all this stuff and, and it was 
um, it was a really different time. And, you know, the audience was accepting of it. And that, that for us, yeah. was the best and most important piece, right? Sure, because sure. there's a level of expectation that comes with a news broadcast, as yeah. there should be. Right, right. And, and when we had to do those things from our homes, you know, the, the, the audience accepting of that is a big deal. And, and they did. And, and, and that's a big, important piece for they us. They needed you. Yeah, that's People right. People needed that in that's their right. lives. And we're just joined by Steve Gregorian, who's the president, CEO of the Detroit Economic Club. And Steve, I just shared with the audience, talk about perseverance. Um, everything you do was people in person. You figured out a way to do it virtually and keep the economic club going in such a great way. And now here you are booming back because of who you are, your team, the people you've got. Uh, you've had great chairs through the years. You now have Sandy Pierce. Um, and Bob Ellis and I were talking about the great things in Detroit and persevering and making sure that they're great. So say a few words, would you? This thank is your day. Yes, thank you, Tony. And it is all about the team. And I found my team right afterwards and thanked them profusely for an amazing job. It was really flawless today. We were so honored to have the secretary here and the governor. It was just a, a dynamic duo. And, by the way, I just want to say, Bob, what you guys do at WDIV and how invested you are in the community, Detroit region, is fantastic. And, Tony, what you do at the Parade Company, you're, you guys are about family, 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 and connections, and I'm just honored to be here with you guys. Well, well I wanted to get you on here. I wanted to do it. I mean, such a great day. I had the governor on just a few minutes ago. She was fabulous. I Sorry I missed the program. I was here doing Focus, but um, I heard it was great. It was I great. It was, it, was, it was really terrific. It was a, a, a good conversation, really enlightening. You know, I think if you were here today, you learned something. And I think that um, you walk away, at least I walk away today with, you know, some optimism as to where we're going economically, which is a big deal right now. That was the one takeaway word for me was optimism and Secretary Yellen had yeah. lots of statistics and lots of uh, forward-thinking thoughts that I hope left everybody very optimistic. Well, that's great. My, my next guest, so you guys know who's going to be calling in, is Hillary Doe, the chief growth officer of the state of Michigan. And I had, was able to have lunch with her yesterday. Talk about excitement, and she has her head, li like, laser-focused on starting with great steps, and it's going to take time to grow Michigan back and so exciting and I, I can't thank you enough bob ellis vp general manager wdiv thank you for coming on thanks Tony. thank you for what you do for detroit and of course the parade company steve gregorian fabulous to have you sit in and thanks for this great day thanks for the opportunity you're listening to focus on wjr welcome back to focus on wjr i'm tony michaels and honored to be filling in for paul w smith our hero here in detroit our next guest is a, a just a wonderful, wonderful person with energy beyond belief and doing a job that we need in this state in such a great way. Uh, I'd love to introduce you here to Hillary Doe, the Chief Growth Officer of our great state of Michigan. Hillary, welcome on. Thank you so much for having me, Tony. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I've gotten to know you and to hear you talk and, and understanding that we have a job to do and it doesn't happen overnight and that you've got to build by these blocks and keep building the blocks. Um, can you walk through some of that with our audience? Because I think it's exciting and, and it, it is so promising. It really is. Yeah. So the task at hand, you know, that we're taking on here together is to grow our state. Um, and really grow Michigan's population, but also, you know, grow our economy and grow our communities. Um, and what that means for different parts of our state really looks different. It looks, growth looks different in the UP than it looks in Grand Rapids than it looks in Detroit. Um, but when, you know, the governor tasked us with this challenge um, last June, we really started a, a robust public engagement effort. We pounded the pavement. We went to communities all across the state in about two and a half months. We met with over 3,000 Michiganders, and we, um, via surveys, heard from folks in over 800 zip codes across our state and listened to what folks loved about their communities and also what's between them and really building their future here. Um, we heard about how population declines 
have, you know, really been a challenge for folks, declining public school enrollment, um, you know, declining foot traffic for small businesses. Um, but also what folks love about Michigan, our natural beauty, of course, comes up all the time, and our culture, our welcoming communities, and also our incredible opportunities here to lead high-growth industries, future mobility, lead the fight against the climate crisis. Um, so really what we're honing in on here together is how to wrap arms around our young folks, retain our 18 to 34-year-olds, retain our young families, our young workers, um, get them in the labor force, and also tell our story across our state, across the country, around the world, and let those young folks, young families, young workers know that Michigan is a great place to build your future and a great place to call home so they come and join us. Wow. That's the plan. That's the task. And we're telling everybody, come on home. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I, I love the direction. And think about our state, Hillary. And uh, it's, it's not a mystery to anybody. We have a beautiful state. And we talked about this. There's only one Michigan of the 50 states yep. with the Great Lakes, the, the winter, the summer. We have it all in this state. We really, really do. And it's getting people to understand it, to take it in, and to enjoy it, and to really grow it because there's so much here. Yep. I often say, you know, if I could, you know, wave a magic wand, um, there's a lot that, of course, we can lean into and do better. Um, a lot of, you know, policy change that we heard from folks, things that people want, you know, transit improvements, education improvements, and we need to listen to those things and continue to, you know, do quote-unquote product improvements to make our place a better, better place to call home. I believe that. But as it is right now, if I could wave a magic wand and do one thing um, that I think would help grow our state, frankly, it's just exposure. I'd, you know, put a plane ticket in everybody's hand. Right, I'd make right, sure right. our young folks across the state could, you know, take field trips to all our beautiful places. Because right, when people, right. um, you know, experience our state, it's undeniable. Um, you know, we've all had that experience. Right, right, right. And I just had uh, Bill Emerson on, uh, President yeah. Chief Operating Officer of Rocket Companies, and we talked about the draft, Hillary, and yeah. being able to really put Detroit on a stage in front of millions of people from around the world and how great yep. Detroit is looking. And now to look at the rest of our state and how we can do this in different areas. And, mm -hmm. you know, we have, we have so many amazing events and everything we do in the state is really rated upon the best there is in America. And getting this yep. out and making people know that this state is one to be reckoned with. It really is. Yep. Yeah, I'm excited for some of those events. You know, we obviously saw the Lions run um, really um, expose a lot of folks to Detroit in a way they may not have um, seen in a while and um, become America's team. I know the folks that visit Detroit um, started adopting um, the moniker America's City, too. They said, let's just, you know, go for it. I loved that. Um, I think the draft will be another one of those moments. Yeah. But as you say, all different parts of our state deserve that kind of exposure. Yep. And I think we have lots of opportunities to um, give folks that kind of exposure. Um, the key and some of the opportunity, the vanguard, I think, of, of, of demonstrating this for folks are creating not just high production value um, sort of views, but also really authentic um, views. So, for example, um, really diversifying the profile of folks that we're featuring, diversifying the stories we're telling and the places that we're putting, um, that we're platforming, and um, making sure that folks can really experience these different places through the eyes of folks that look like them and ha live like them. And I think we have a great chance to um, really um, show an egalitarian picture of, of Michigan across, across our state. Well, I'll tell you this. I don't think we stand a small chance. I think we stand a huge chance. And you leading the way with your enthusiasm, attitude, and your willingness to get your hands dirty, to go out and meet that many people and do that many things. It's a great beginning. Uh, welcome to this job. It hasn't been that long. And I yeah. honestly thank you for coming on Focus today. It meant the world to me. And for you to be able to tell this story, I think, is a huge, huge deal. Thank you, Hillary Doe. Oh, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank We're you. just getting started. Thank you so much. And also, I'd like to thank all of our listeners and thank our guests today. This was a thrill for me, filling in for what I call my hero, Paul W. Smith. You've been listening to Focus on WJR.
Have a great Valentine's Day.